1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Guest, guest, guest. We had wonderful company this week on the Superstar Power Hour. Brett Young, who we've got coming up for you in just a little bit. But first, Jordan Davis, who is celebrating a two-week number one this week with Luke Bryan on Buy Dirt, which... It's just such a special song. I mentioned this to Jordan, but I've had that song on repeat for months and I just I I love it. And it really seems to be a good one for winning over non-country fans to country, which I'm constantly trying to do. It's my own personal mission. But this was also a fun interview because it's only the second in-person interview I've been able to do in two years since the start of the pandemic. So I'm sure you feel the same way about getting to see your coworkers. like Zoom is convenient, but the energy is just way different when you can be in a room with another human. So please enjoy this quick chat with Jordan Davis and we'll get to Brett Young next. I feel so excited because I don't know if you heard me say this. This is my second live interview in two years. It's so nice to have somebody Ah, like in a studio and see a human being below the shoulder. I know.
3: And not on Zoom. If Zoom went away forever, I wouldn't. Actually, that's terrible to say because, like, there are some great things about Zoom. But I am very happy that we're starting to do things in person. I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: It feels so good. And then 2020 to you is off to a great start for you coming in with a number one song, which is huge. But how were the holidays? Because this was your first year with two, like, under two. Yeah, right?
3: two under two. Uh, <laughs> busy? It was busy. Yeah. My daughter, uh, the two-year-old, she's running wide open. Uh, luckily the newborn, my son is about as close to a perfect baby as you can <laughs> have, like sleeps through the night, eats great, doesn't cry unless he like is hungry. Um, uh, so we got through it pretty, it, it was pretty seamless, but, um, yeah, it was great. You know, it was good to get back and see my wife's family, uh, for Christmas and get to see some of my family. They came up to Nashville and. Uh, it was. It was a great, great holiday season. Good way to, to hopefully start off a great year in twenty twenty two.
2: For sure. Talking about this song by Dirt, I feel like everybody this month has been doing the whole ten year challenge, like you in twenty twelve versus twenty twenty two. What would Jordan in twenty twelve say about Jordan twenty twenty two having a number <laughs> one song with Luke Bryan? Not even on Luke Bryan's collaboration, yeah. but your song with Luke Bryan on it.
3: Yeah. Well, a twenty twelve Jordan would probably be sitting around drinking, listening to Luke Bryan. <laughs> So he definitely wouldn't believe that you know they had a a, a number one song coming out, but uh, yeah, I mean I get I was twenty twelve I was getting ready to move to Nashville. Like, oh my gosh, um, you weren't even here yet. Yeah, I was like, I'd graduated and uh, from LSU and was working a, a job down there, and and then you know kind c- of wrestling with the move to Nashville in twenty twelve. So um, that's pretty crazy. I haven't seen that trend, but. Uh, That's that's wow. That's the first I've thought about. Like, what was I doing ten years ago? But yeah, I was getting. I guess they say it's a ten year town. So yeah, right uh, here we are. But um, man, that's wild. Yeah, definitely would not have believed that I'd have a song out with Luke
2: for sure. And then I'm sure extra special to be able to share it because you wrote it with Jacob. So now every milestone that it hits, the two of you can celebrate together.
3: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, me and Jacob. Second, you know, he was gonna take it from me with me. Mm. Um, But you know, Take It From Me and By Dirt aren't necessarily in the <laughs> same uh arena. Uh this one is. It's it's really special to have uh you know, a brother up here and someone that I work so well with. Me and him write, you know, great songs together and um, uh, you know, I've, By Dirt's kinda raising his hand is the biggest song I've ever put out. So mm-hmm. To be able to share that with Jake is pretty special. And, too, like I love the other two guys just as much. I mean, I, I feel like they're brothers to me, Josh and Matt. Um, so it, it always, number one songs are awesome. Uh, they're even better when, you're, when you've when created them with people you love and uh, when they mean as much as By Dirt does to all four of us.
2: For sure. And it's such a special song. And I I hope you will take this the right way. But like, I always feel like it, I can win over non-country music fans (laughs) with that song. Like, they're always initially like, it's called By Dirt. And then by the end, they're like, oh, my God, this is a beautiful song. and It really is. And I just feel like it's got such a cool, like, the storytelling aspect of it. Like, sitting down and the visuals that you get on the front porch. Like, it's just, it's such a cool song.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah, the first time I told somebody about it, I thought I was talking about like a gray plot. Like, By Dirt to bury somebody. You know, oh, this is which i kind of like <laughs> get like i do get that i understand where like you could kind of take that this could uh, be
2: really sad or like really evil like exactly. by earl <laughs>
3: yeah exactly but like uh yeah it's um you know i feel like that's country music country music to me is like the, the storytelling the you know faith family friends and i feel like that by dirt really hits those three things and um it's just a. It's been crazy to watch watch this song do what it. it's you know from the first time we played it out live. Uh, you know, I've never I never have one react the way that one did as as new as it was. So uh, it's a it's a special song.
2: For sure. I'm get i really bad. I get in the habit of when I find a song I like, I listen to it probably almost every day. And I think that By Dirt has been in rotation probably since last summer. Like if I'm in the car, I don't know what to put on. I'm like, oh, start with By Dirt. I love it.
3: (laughs) Keep it there. That's great. For Uh, sure.
2: And then you had the EP come out last May and I know you've been really busy touring, but have you been working on more new music back in the studio?
3: We have. We're about halfway done with a record now. Uh, We've got five songs recorded um, and, you know, five that I feel are you know just as strong uh as as the last EP if not stronger uh you know and, and i think that's the the one benefit of the past year and a half mm-hmm. or however long we've been in it is we've really been able to to hunker down and write songs and at least you know maybe not for all artists but for me it's like being off the road i was able to really just like wake up and write the songs that i wanted to write you yeah. know with the people i wanted to write them with so uh, I was able to have the time to come up with an idea or, you know, to think of a song that I wanted or I needed and really handpick the co-writers that I needed to write that mm-hmm. song And not with. feel rushed, yeah. not sure, like, like
2: to be like, I'm going to be really intentional with yeah. this time and with what I want to do.
3: And, you know, and also too, like getting away from like the live, you know, in just just making the music that I feel like I really wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And, um, and these first five songs we cut are 100% that and, you know, and, I mean, we're leaving today to go to another writer's retreat. Uh, so it's just a time, you know, it's something that I haven't had in the past four years. So now I really feel like I'm hitting stride where like I'm really, at least I feel like I'm making some really good songs. And That's awesome. I'm, I'm ready to get them out.
2: That's great. Well, you've got new music coming, a song sitting on top of the charts. What else are like the Jordan Davis world domination plans in
3: 2022? <laughs> you know, we didn't get to, we've been touring so much, which we've been super, grateful for it but uh you know we were out with Kane we we're out with Old Dominion uh Jake Owen so we've been on a lot of amazing tours it's kind of crazy for me to look back and see all the people I've toured with but uh you know this year um obviously it's a little slower up front uh and then the summer we don't have a tour so we're able to go back and hit a lot of those festivals nice. so we're playing some of my favorite festivals out there uh you know we love playing the fairs I know it sounds crazy but like we love so much fun like yeah they're they're awesome so Uh, The summer is a lot of fairs and festivals, and then, um, you know, looking to tour again come in the fall. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for for me, it's just, like, get back out with no restrictions. You know, we can open meet and greets back Mm -hmm. up. Like, we actually get to interact and hang with the fans. Um, You know, VIPs, you know, being able to play acoustic shows, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's That's really just the thing I'm most looking forward to. Uh, I know.
2: There's so many things no one will take for granted. Again, I'm sure sometimes you're like, oh, I'm tired. I want to go to meet you. I want to do this thing. And now it's like, I will do all the things. I feel the same way. (laughs)
3: Exactly. Anything to to get back to, you know, the way we were before all this. Uh, So that's like, that's just really the only thing that I'm looking forward to.
2: For sure. Well, congratulations with this song and everything else and the new music coming. And thank you so much for your time.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for hanging with me.
2: Isn't Jordan Davis just like the sweetest, most laid back human? I love talking to him. And again, I I love that song. Then this week we moved back to Zoom with Brett Young on the Superstar Power Hour. And we talked about everything from family to first concerts, current music to new music, which we will play for you right now. What's up?
0: Can you hear me am i here
2: i can't hear you you are here look at you in your fancy yeah. guitar room
0: i it's not my fancy guitar room i borrowed it
2: <laughs> you borrowed it it's okay everybody's got to borrow a zoom it. room lately you know
0: <laughs> well i i have i have a room um but my room has a two-year-old and a six-month-old screaming in the background so you may don't hear my a, dog we
2: don't... <laughs> so oh, well, that's good same thing it's,
0: it's that's more manageable than a two-year-old than a six-month-old I promise
2: (laughs) I'm sure how are you
0: I'm good I'm good how are you
2: I'm doing well thank you it's good to see you it has been a while what is uh new and wonderful in the world of Brett Young
0: (sighs) I mean not much you know we have we I have a new single out which um that's exciting it's a weird time it like Late January and a breakup song feels kind of perfect, but also it's just <laughs> so a weird, perfect. weird time to have a new single out. But um, we, yeah, we have a new song out, and um, and then my kids are young, so um, it's the right time to not be on the road because I'm I'm getting to um, spend a lot of face time with the babies and 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 help my wife uh, when and where I can, which essentially means lots of dishes and trash <laughs> duty. So,
2: for sure, are you getting any sleep at the moment?
0: No, no, no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs>
2: It's so funny, I talked to Thomas right earlier and I was like, you look pretty well rested for having four children. He's like, I haven't slept in a really long time. So I'm sure you feel the exact same way.
0: There's like a, there's like a really fortunate window. Um, it's like the hour before lunch where you're not dead yet and you haven't eaten lunch that makes you want to fall asleep again. There's like this like 11 to 12 thing where like, I'm like, okay, today's gonna be okay. And then I have a few bites of food for lunch and I'm like, I just want to sleep till next week.
2: (laughs) That's so funny. You were talking about your latest single you didn't and how that is kind of like the perfect January breakup song, because as we know, like the mass breakup of the year usually comes after the holidays. And I feel like this song is, it's like the perfect, like heart wrenching, bright young song. Why did you want this to be the next single?
0: It was, there were a lot of things that went into it. I, you know, we when we wrote this, we wanted to write um, kind of like a Boys to Men type song. And when we were, because you know, it was me, John Knight, Jimmy Robbins, and Ashley Gorley, and we're all huge Boys to Men fans. We had written two songs that day already. We were about to be done for the night, and we just like geeked out on Boys to Men during dinner and decided to write another one. And then we felt like we nailed it to the point where we were like Facetiming the guys from Boys to Men to play the song for them. I mean, we were just so excited about it. Um, I even have a version of the demo with Wanye singing on it, um, <laughs> which didn't, didn't, didn't make the record, but I actually have a version of this song as a, like a, a duet with Wanye Morris. So, um, it was w- proud of the song was like, I guess the beginning of the answer, but the other part is I, I haven't heard. I'm sure they're out there. I haven't heard a, a song done this way where it's the person getting their heart broken, saying, I don't want you to worry about it. Like you're the one that just got your heart broken, but you're saying, I would like you to comfortably move on and not feel bad about this. And I'm sure there's some version of this song or hundreds of versions of this song out there, but I hadn't heard it said this way in such a kind of selfless way. You're the one getting hurt, but you're, you don't, you're worried about them. for sure. Um, And and, and when I realized I hadn't heard it said this way, I realized that probably a lot of people have been that selfless and will be able to relate to this song and haven't, haven't heard, uh, you know, themselves spoken to in that way. Uh, and they're going to relate. And so, um, also something about doing it that way makes it more sad and I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but it feels more sad being nice about being broken up with. And so, um, I don't know, there was just a lot of things about this song that I felt like people needed to hear. And, um, you know, it's not just January. It's it's also just been really cold. And cold and dreary is like, uh, you know, you want to like crank the heater and put on sweatpants and listen to sad songs <laughs> and cry by yourself. So
2: Exactly. It is so funny when you talk about that being a different perspective. Like when I listen to her, I'm like, oh, whoever this person is, they must be like really emotionally mature to be like, it's okay that you broke my heart. I fell in love. You didn't. Go on your way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and it, by the way, like – the music video is not out yet but when you see the video it exposes the lie in the song Ooh. which basically is that i kn- i know this is the right thing to say and because i care about you i'm going to say the right thing but i'm sitting by myself and i don't mean any of it i'm miserable right now you know <laughs> i just don't want you to know cuz i don't want you to feel guilty but i'm exactly uh, i'm i'm lying about the state of my affairs right now i'm not okay <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness. I love that. And then also since the last time we talked it's been a while now, but you also you released a children's book. Love you little lady. I feel like Presley must think that's pretty cool that she's like got her own book about her and her dad.
0: She does. She's um she's at that age now where she's like um she's a 2-year-old but she acts like a 5-year-old. She's very smart and she's very aware and witty and um and yeah, she 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 whenever there's a copy of the book in the house, she'll grab it and be like, mommy, daddy, Presley. And then the, the cutest thing for me is, you know, we, we had a little dog, um, Oscar, um, that was just as like a little ankle biter. Uh, and we loved him to death, but he wasn't gonna be safe for kiddos. So we, mm-hmm. we were finally able to rehome him right when she started crawling. So she was that young when we got rid of Oscar, but he's in the book. So I didn't think she'd remember him. She calls him by name when she sees the book, which is so cute for us because we had Oscar for almost 10 years. And she's like, she's like, doggy Oscar. And I'm like, how do you remember that?
2: Kids are remarkable.
0: Oh, she's so much smarter than us already as a two-year-old. This is pathetic.
2: You also, you do know that like, I know that Rowan is very little right now, but you're going to have, there's going to have to be a second book at some point.
0: I know. I'm also very aware that there's going to have to be a second song too. I'm I'm terrified.
2: (laughs) The pressure is on.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that Lady had the success that it did because now it's like, well, does it have to be as big? Because I don't know. And and then if it's not as big, am I in trouble? Should I just not write it at all? I don't know. I don't know. What the rules exactly.
2: Are. It's a lot of pressure. Then you're also you're coming off of your holiday album, which was so great. And then have you been working on recording or writing any new music lately or you've been taking a little bit of a break?
0: No, I've been writing a ton, you know, we did, uh, with the third record, we did what kind of everybody's doing now and made it a collection instead of a record. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, we're, um, we're, we're talking about dates to get back in and finish it because there's only, uh, half of a record. Um, so, um, the, the, I would imagine based on the dates we're looking at, that there'll be the second half of the project will be coming out before the end of the year. So um, there's more, there's tons of new music. I don't know which ones are going to make the record right now, but I write a ton. That's my favorite thing about my job is, is the opportunity to create. So um, there's tons of new music and we're talking about dates to get in the studio already. So there there's going to be new stuff for sure pretty soon.
2: That's awesome. And then I saw you posting also about like having some meetings right now, getting ready for the tour for 2022. Yeah. What's got you excited about that?
0: You know, it's just the hardest thing about this whole pandemic was not being able to um, to connect live mm-hmm. for me. Um, I, the, the, the reason that I write the songs are um, to connect with people. And that's, you know, if it starts with a song and then, you know, you get to the live show and you've been so authentic as a songwriter that you have people there that feel like they know you. Um, cause you pulled back that curtain a little bit and, mm. and, and then that connection gets really special and there's like this shared energy for 90 minutes at every show. And then all of a sudden it's gone and it's like, Oh, I haven't like, those are endorphins that I've just been like relying on that I'm not getting ever for like, you know, 18 months or whatever it was. And, uh, so like the thing I'm most excited about is just getting face to face with an audience again, that's excited to hear country music, but, um, but, but more than that, um, we're changing the show. we got rehearsals next week um, and uh, we're adding new songs to it. Songs that um, will make the second half of the third record that people haven't even heard yet, which we've never done before. We've never put songs into the live show that weren't on a record yet. Um, and uh, But I think the, in in this day and age, people are releasing even work tapes and demos. So it's time to start kind of mixing it up. So a lot of new music, a lot of new production and just getting back in front of people and I'm going to miss my girls like crazy, but um, but I really thrive and 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 feel the most like myself when I'm out on the road and, and playing shows. So it's we're, we're looking forward to it.
2: That's awesome. And I know that fans are so excited to get the chance to see you again. We're doing something really cool this week while we have you on the show co-hosting the Superstar Power Hour. It's called Totally Private. And a listener gets the chance to win a show with just you and nine of your friends. They get to come to Nashville, Hard Rock Cafe. It'll be unbelievable. And as like a music fan, that's just like one of those, like once in a lifetime music concert experiences. When you think about some of the cool things that you have been to as a fan, like what is your favorite concert experience?
0: I have like 10 versions of that answer. (laughs) Um, But I, I'm going to give you two only so you understand. My first real concert was Boys to Men and Montel Jordan.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: I was really young. I went with my sister and um, I fell in love with their singing. And I know way more about their music than just their voices at this point. But at the time, I couldn't believe that four people could sing that incredibly and that perfectly together. Mm -hmm. And that made me want to sing. Um, Fast forward, you know, to when I hurt my elbow in college and um, couldn't play baseball anymore and had, had to look for something else to do. And I fell back onto music, which was something I did in the church leading worship right at that exact time, uh, Gavin DeGraw's first record came out, uh, called chariot and it was his songwriting. And now don't get me wrong. Gavin's voice is unreal. It's unmatched, but the way that he could say something that we've all thought and felt our whole lives, but say it in a way that we've never thought it or thunk it for for lack of a better Mm word um, was so cool. So I I went to a Gavin DeGraw concert and I got to not only hear him sing those songs that kind of turned my brain on, but also tell the stories about them and also like kind of get to know him as a person, by the way, he tells stories in between his songs. Mm -hmm. And then the amount of times he just sits at the piano and it's just him and the piano. There's no band, there's no background singers. There's nothing just Gavin and the piano. And so those two concerts combined um, the, 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 the boys made me want to sing. Uh, Gavin made me want to write, and uh, and it's because of those two shows.
2: I love that so much. I also love that your like sister brought you along to a concert. I feel like most older siblings would have been like, "No, you can't go."
0: I, I don't know why she did, but I would imagine that like when I wasn't in the room, my parents said, "You can go, but only if you take Brett." <laughs> it's probably what happened. <laughs> she probably didn't have a choice. She's
2: like, "Fine, I'll take him." <laughs>
0: yeah, That's... But at the time, Montel Jordan had that. Uh na 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 <laughs> You remember that song? That yes. was like she probably wanted to see Boys to Men. I probably want to see Montel Jordan, but the joke was on me. I went and fell in love with Boys to Men <laughs> and I've got I've gotten to like make friends with these guys and record songs with these guys now and they're they're my idols and they're my friends and I love them. But at the time I was like just a young kid that was like, Man, these guys can sing, wow.
2: That's so amazing. I love that. And then this is, these are kind of some silly questions, but have you been binge watching anything good? Like any good recommendations of stuff you've loved lately?
0: Um, this is for all my, my brothers out there. Um, if you're married and you have children, you know that you only binge watch what your wife uh, wants to <laughs> binge watch. So uh, right now I think selling sunset is, uh, is the, the most viewed thing in my house. <laughs> But we're on Yellowstone. We love <laughs> Yellowstone. We're just caught up. We're, we need more. Um, and uh, and yeah, we, the, the problem is right now with our youngest, she's like right at but not quite past the stage where she's going to move out of our room. She's in a bassinet in our room still. Mm-hmm. And binge watching generally happens when you get into bed. So we can't turn the TV on. it wake her up.
2: Yep. <laughs> so we're
0: about we're about to have to catch up on like 50 shows once she moves into her own crib, which I think literally we're on the cusp of right now. So um, we during dinner, we're Yellowstoning and, and and now we're caught up on that and we're selling sunset and we're almost <laughs> caught up on that. But I think right when we run out of selling sunset, she moves into her crib and then we get to go back and. Um, we have literally, we both have like a list on our phone of recommendations that we have <laughs> that we got to get back and get. Cause we're, we're, we're like, we're not like all day TV people, but we're late night TV people.
2: Oh, for sure. Especially when you have kids, like that's your time to like kind of decompress and like feel like a, an adult human again.
0: Yeah. Like I know, babe, I know we haven't really talked today, um, <laughs> but funny. what I'd love to do is not talk to you some more while we watch a TV show silently together. <laughs> It it's is kind of so perfect. True. I know. It's so true.
2: That's amazing. And then for Valentine's Day this year, we are doing something called First Kiss and Tell. Was your first kiss smooth, perfect, or was it uh, super awkward like most people?
0: Super awkward, um, <laughs> and it was a truth or dare junior year in high school with my best friend's neighbor.
2: Oh, no. That's enough. That'll scar you.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if she, if you're out there listening right now, I don't remember your name, but, um, I still remember that, uh, and I feel guilty about it every day. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. I love that you took the dare over the truth, like that, that, that could have been worse.
0: I had zero to lie about. I don't know why I did either I just I, I was probably hoping she was pretty she's very yeah. pretty I was probably hoping that the dare was kiss this girl and then it, and then it happened and I was like, why did I pick that I was that I just embarrassed myself worse
2: <laughs> that is incredible. Well thank you so much great to have you on the show this week. It's always good to catch up.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I hope to see you soon. Uh, Not this way, but in person.
2: I know. Right. Thanks so much for listening to the Katie and Company podcast. If you ever miss anything during the show, when we have company, you can always come back here at the end of every week to catch up. We appreciate you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?